Angie Coombs, The Waterfall Journey. Episode 6, Living in the Waterfall, Part 1. In this episode, we're going to explore how we live out the biblical truths that underpin the waterfall journey. This is the how of journeying. So what does it mean if you make the choice to live in the waterfall? In this ministry, for over 25 years, we've been helping people enter into the reality of abiding in the presence of the Father, just as Jesus did. In the Gospel of John, chapter 14, Jesus not only calls us to do the same, but shares how to do it. The simple and profound fact is that with a change of perspective, it becomes possible for us. But to do so, we need to start from God's perspective, not our own. If I wake in the morning and say I choose to live this day in the presence of the Father, I have positioned myself to be connected heart to heart with the Father, Holy Spirit to my spirit, and therefore to be aligned with the model of Jesus, who demonstrated how to walk this out on the earth. If I walk in the waterfall, God speaks into my heart the way he did to Jesus, who did what the Father gave him to say, and did what the Father gave him to do. That is, he did what came into his head and his heart, as he was in continual communication with his Father, being led and guided by the Holy Spirit. He then obeyed and fulfilled the purposes of God. He did not always find that easy, as we see when he suffered both the death of his friend Lazarus or in the huge challenge of Gethsemane, but he implacably followed the purposes of God. This is often in contrast to our practice, as having our feet mired in the things of earth, in need we pull God down to our level and into our lives, our stories and our agendas. However, God is inviting us up higher to bring our lives into his story. Let us remember we can be there because of Jesus. He died and paid the price for our sin so that we could, clothed in his righteousness and covered by his blood, be free to enter into the presence of the Father. It is where we're born to live. There is a cohesiveness to God's story and to ours that we need to recognize. They fit together because God has chosen to give responsibility to mankind, to share and to play a part in his story. We're not just here to get through this day. We have kingdom work to do. Read Ephesians chapter 1 and 2 to see the truth of this. For God's purpose, we must be prepared, healed and equipped to see the vision and follow the call. It is God's part to get us there. Our part is to be willing to enter into all that Jesus died to give us on the cross and to take our rightful place alongside the Father. It starts by our stepping into the presence of the Father, where with trust and obedience, faith will be built. To begin with, 
Communication is continual as a father to a small child. But how can I be sure that God will speak to me? In Psalm 138 verse 8, it says the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. It is a father's responsibility to communicate with his children. He takes the lead. If a father wants a response from his child, the child needs to understand what is being asked of him. The type and level of communication is adapted to where the child is on the journey to adulthood and maturity. Just as when we mature and grow, our earthly father changes the way he speaks with us, so too this will happen with our heavenly father. Jesus told us how. He abided in the father's presence. He did and said what came into his head and his heart because he was in spirit to spirit communication with his father. In the waterfall, the place of abiding, as we trust what we hear is from the Father and obey, we will see the hand of God on our lives. Then by following in Jesus' footsteps, God will mature and grow us as his disciples and build our spiritual muscle to understand the rule and the reign of the King. From the simplicity of the child to the authority of an ambassador of the kingdom, the waterfall journey unfolds. For some, it can seem to be such a risk to step into this place of the waterfall and into the arms of the Father. When you've been kicked by the world and relied on yourself for survival, the question is, can I trust God? At the point of decision, it can feel a great risk because we've no evidence it's going to work. It defies all our knowledge about life. It denies all our experience and runs counter to our survival mode, where we've been trying to control everything to keep ourselves safe, where we've lived on the love we can find and not on knowing the absolute love and acceptance of the Father's heart. There was an old black and white film starring David Niven that told the story of the breaking of the sound barrier. In those days, planes were controlled by a joystick. The pilot pulled back on the stick to bring the nose of the aircraft up to climb and pushed it forward to dive. Several aircraft were lost at the point of breaking the sound barrier because the planes went into an unstoppable dive, even when the pilots were pulling back on the controls. David went up. Tension crackled as he approached the sound barrier, and as he hit the stall point, the aircraft began to fall away. But our plucky hero, defying all his knowledge and experience, reversed the controls. He pushed the joystick forward, and immediately the nose of the aircraft came up. All was well. This is such a good illustration of how risky it feels to reverse the controls we've exerted in life and to surrender ourselves into the hands of God. The tragedy is that many of us Christians live out our lives in the fallen world not trusting God for much, though we sing differently for two hours on a Sunday. Then we go home 
and the burden of life falls back on our shoulders. Money worries, family problems, work tensions, church demands, future uncertainties, all add up to the reality where we are driven by our wounds and the world's pressures, playing God, trying to survive. Nevertheless, God meets us, blesses us and grows us, but it is despite us, for we operate out of our own agendas. If we step into the waterfall, there are some immediate changes, for now we enter the rule and reign of the kingdom of heaven. Trusting God for every area of our life, family, health, security, job, finances, and allowing God to be God in our lives, we enter the peace that the world cannot give. It is not a place of striving, but of obedience. It is where disciples live. It changes life and turns upside down what has gone before in our lives. Life is now to be lived from God's perspective, not our own. It is reversing the controls. Now God can really do business with us. This is the place Jesus spoke of, and it's also the place where everything works together for good for those that love the Lord and serve his purpose. Romans 8 verse 28. In the waterfall, I'm saying, I trust you, Lord. I'm aligning myself to your will and purposes. You be God in my life. I'm taking my hands off the controls and I'm going to follow you. I'm saying I am loved and accepted and I'm going to believe it. I'm going to believe what you say in your word is for me because you cannot lie. Trust is a decision, not a feeling. And we can trust God because of who he is. God cannot act outside his character. He cannot go back on his word. It is not in his nature. That is why he is faithful and unchanging. Home with the Father is only ever one step away. If we will commit to turning from our systems, from the idols we've put in place of God, and repent, we are forgiven by the blood of Jesus, and by choosing to trust God, and by stepping into the waterfall, we are there in the presence of the Father. However, getting to know where I stand takes practice. So how do I get into the waterfall? I learn to wake in the morning and declare, I choose to live in the waterfall today. I would abide in the presence of the Father. Often, I would find that I had wrestled back control from him and was busy doing what I thought was best. We need to ask for the Holy Spirit's help in becoming aware of where we are standing and what is going on within us. I would hear myself saying, I must do this, or I know what we should do. And I would become aware that I thought I knew best, that I thought I knew what was right or wrong thought I knew what was good or bad in the situation. I had made God redundant again. Becoming aware of this, I would lift my hand like a traffic policeman and say stop. I would look at the bucket in my system and what I was doing. Then I would repent by saying sorry and turn. I pictured moving from the well through the cross. 
I imagined receiving forgiveness and being cleansed. And in freedom, I would step into the waterfall and into the Father's waiting arms. Then I would raise my hands over my head and imagine standing in a waterfall in the flow of the Father's love for me, which would pour over me and through me, and I would state, I trust you, Lord. Sometimes I would be doing this many times a day, but I gradually learned the difference between life in and out of the waterfall. Each morning in the shower, I would imagine the water being the love of the Father, flowing not only over me, but through me, washing away the hurt, bruises and shadows, and bringing life and holy energy into my head, heart and limbs. My desire to be home with the Father grew, and I would hate moving out of his presence. I think this awareness was heightened for me, because I was very aware of what life had been like in the dark years when I had shut God out of my life. God is inviting me into his story so I can be restored, made whole and play my part in his will and his purpose. The key for me is to let him have my life and be willing to let him take me on the journey. God has a healing and equipping program tailor-made for me which will use my story for his glory as he restores the years the locusts have eaten. In the waterfall, back in the flow of the Holy Spirit, what comes into my head and my heart is flowing from the Father. As I obey and follow his leading, he will build my faith and take me deeper into his confidence. This is not just about coming home but about being trusted by God for his purposes, being moved up higher in authority and responsibility in the kingdom. It is about serving the living God 24 hours a day. Jesus demonstrated all this. We can live where he lived. We can do what he did. We can be Jesus now in this world for the Father. In John chapter 1 and verse 39, when John's disciples come and ask Jesus where he's staying, he says, come and see the place. Jesus is standing in the waterfall, saying, come and see the place. My experience has been that if people will commit to life in the waterfall, God will unfold what it means to be there. So many things change. Because you've committed to God in a new way, you will find that you've moved into a new level of relationship with the three persons of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit will illuminate the Bible in new ways. You're aligned to God's moving. Gifts sharpen. Discernment has more clarity. And your progress is uniquely crafted by God. Most importantly, you're stepping into the fullness of all Jesus died on the cross to give you bringing your story into God's story and under his lordship and into the full flow of the Holy Spirit. Let's just look at the reasons Jesus came. Firstly, we have seen Jesus came to restore mankind to the presence of the Father. By dying on the cross for our sin, he opened the way back to the Father, to the place where we were created to live 
and now can do so. Secondly, Jesus came to overcome the work of the devil. In the waterfall, we can learn how to live in the victory Jesus won. Thirdly, wonderfully, he came to restore the broken image of the children of God, to deal with pain and emptiness, to set us free from the bondage of the fallen world, to bring healing and wholeness, and to set us on the way of holiness. Fourthly, Jesus was seeking his own, who would both believe him and follow him, who would be his disciples and go in his name in trust and obedience to share the good news with those living in darkness. Fifthly, he came to share the kingdom of heaven, to define what the rule and reign of the king looks like, and to share how we can live as ambassadors of all it represents here on earth. It is where you stand to live your life that counts. Jesus demonstrated how his ministry depended on closeness to his father and how to live in this place when he was on earth. The waterfall is only ever a step away. Let's say again, Jesus died on the cross so our broken image can be restored so that we can be healed from the inside out and return to the environment where we were designed to live in the presence of the Father. In the waterfall of his love, as we say in trust, I'll follow you. God can do what needs to be done. Things are speeded up as we learn to cooperate with the Holy Spirit's ministry. God can now bring into being his creative plan for our healing and equipping, to prepare us to accomplish for the kingdom all he has destined for us to do. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Ephesians 2 and verse 10. If we are not on the journey, we waste the fruit of the victory that the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross bought with his blood. If we are not on the journey, how can the church be the holy bride and the battle-ready army of God's intention? Being committed to the journey hastens the day of the return of Jesus. What a challenge! What an adventure! Jesus says, come and see the place, and the door opens for each of us to join the living God in his story. In the next episode, we explore the three action words that set us firmly on our path. Believe, trust and obey. <laughs>